What would we do if we all thought the same? What would happen if we all experienced life the same way? Three Cents on Everything is a podcast that explores different topics and ideas. It's a friendly, safe, and fun environment hosted by three friends, Ipsia, Laura, and Michelle. Together, we're here to put our three cents on everything. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today in our first ever episode of Three Cents on Everything podcast. We have today's hosts, uh, Laura, Michelle, Ipsia. We are so excited to start this podcast with always wanted to do one i think what do you guys think yeah i definitely always wanted to do a podcast same same i mean we've been friends for a while now right i think okay i'm gonna be honest i think it was me the one who wanted it kind of like put it on the table and as our friendship has started growing you guys were like totally on board yeah no i'm glad that you really pushed us to do this I've, it's been fun so far so what made you guys want to start this project do you want to go first, Michelle? Um, sure. Why did I want to start a podcast? Because I love hearing my own voice. No, <laughs> I, I, I love talking to you guys. I love discussing things. And I think, you know, I enjoy listening to podcasts. So why not try to make one my own? Um, I definitely had no interest in joining the podcast. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> That's so Ipsia personality. She's like, I don't want to be part of this. No, no, no. I Laura asked me, and I was down. I'm always down for anything. I'm more of a visual podcast viewer than a listener. Me too. I find it like when you watch podcast is a little bit more like personal and relatable. So watch out, folks. Maybe we'll come with video soon. Yeah, to be that's, determined. That's, that's the hope. But the reason why I wanted to start the podcast it's because um, I love podcasts. Um, I think I started with listening to true crime podcasts. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts are Hal Meyer, Mile Higher podcast in Colorado, The Sesh, um, Lights Out. I love those kind of podcasts and I just love talking. So I think why not just sit down with your friends and talk about everything that's happening and your opinions on different topics. I thought it was crazy. And also, every I don't know about you guys, but every podcast that I listen to, usually they are from like either United States or like super white and i just don't feel like i can relate to that and as an immigrant because clearly i'm an immigrant i immigrated from peru 11 years ago and i thought that i had like a different perspective and like different ideas and opinions to give on certain topics and i thought it would be cool to have you know different backgrounds like us um what do you guys think i thought this episode could focus a little bit more in like navigating friendships and getting to know us and how we became friends in the first place so do you guys want to talk about where we met yeah, of course. Uh, and we should talk about like each other's impressions. That's that's a fun one. Yeah, so we met at an airport slash research lab collaboration. That's such a weird thing to say. Oh, I just want to like make it clear that we actually met during COVID. So everything is weird and odd. Yeah. Yeah, it was right in the heat of the pandemic. Not even like 2022. It was 2020. Yeah. yeah um of like september right i think we started like late august was it no it was september it was right after uh labor day oh really okay i don't remember wow. that, but. someone has like great memory <laughs> um yeah so we met there uh i initially met nichelle um and my first impression of her was that she was very cool laid back too cool for this job um always came late for some reason <laughs> That hasn't changed. 
Because of me is how Nichelle met Laura, because I was also friends with Laura. I met her through a mutual gal who we worked with. <laughs> and I thought you were really like intelligent because you worked for all the hospitals. Everyone wanted to be a doctor. And I was like, oh, Laura would be the only one who would be a doctor with her prior experience. <laughs> Nichelle, how about you? What are your impressions of us? It's a tough one. Like, do you... I don't remember meeting you guys. <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> um, I do remember becoming friends. I don't. I don't remember the first impression. I do have a general idea that I think Laura came off, to me at least, as very professional. Always like dressed to the nines, um, and like very calm, which is so funny because I feel like you're the most anxious person I know. Uh, <laughs> Correct. I freak out. <laughs> and Isia came off to me as a bit of a troublemaker. Uh, definitely yeah. younger than me, maturity-wise. <laughs> oh, attack. You're the youngest out of all. You're, she's a Gen Z. I am a Gen Z. That's Laura's a first impression say. of us. My first impression, um, I think I... This is funny because I feel like I first met you, like, in talking terms... But I would see Nichelle every single day because we had a little layover, remember? And I would see Nichelle every day. And the only thing we would say was, hi, bye. That was the only thing. But my first impression of Nichelle was, I love how she dressed. You always had these overalls at the beginning. And your shirts, like colorful shirts, like purple shirts. I don't know. I thought it was really cool that you were like, dressed like that. And you were so polite and so calm. You always gave me those like friendly, calm lives. Like I could literally just be beside you and talk to you about anything and you, you wouldn't move. You would just be there and like, listen, you're such a good listener. So that was my first impression of Michelle. Ivsia, when I met you, I definitely thought you were like, like outgoing. I thought you were outgoing, super friendly. You have a very friendly vibe and you have a big mouth so i also thought you were a troublemaker some things never change <laughs> what i'm not a troublemaker yeah i definitely thought that um but then as like i started so i started to get to know you first um i think i don't remember how we bonded to be honest i have no idea i just remember asking you to switch my schedules i think it was the kidding room i think that was the oh, bonding spot oh yeah yeah kidding room for people who don't know what what is kidding mean um so i think we made that up we should explain maybe what oh, we what, did yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we haven't <laughs> talked about it so we obviously will not mention the airline for obvious reasons we don't want to get sued in the first episode and um we will not mention everyone's name but um yeah you guys want to explain where we met and what exactly we did which is kind of crazy yeah and Shell, do you want to explain it um okay so we're in the heat of covid and airlines are shutting down because no one's traveling. No one can go into other people's countries. So uh, mm, the company or the, I guess the university that hired us had an idea. Uh, they were testing people at homeless shelters with this um, sort of swab nose mouth method. Because um, at the time, all you could test, use to test for COVID was PCR tests. And mm. this was a lot cheaper, a lot faster. So they thought, well, we'll test it will test its efficacy at the airport as people are coming in because they're going to be quarantining um, anyway. And what the kitting room is where we built the kits of the swabs and the uh, buffers and stuff that held yeah. the samples, basically. Yeah, and we will spend hours doing that, right? 
like literally hours like a whole yeah. shift like so didn't it reach a point where we had to do like if you weren't if passengers weren't coming in you just had to kit yeah but, you had like designated shifts everyone had a designated shift where they would j- just kit for eight oh, hours yeah, yeah and we would like literally make boxes and boxes and boxes of kits so as you can imagine it was just us you know freshly graduated from university just sitting down talking about how much we hated that airline <laughs> and how misogynistic it was so i guess we did bond over that i remember that for sure yeah i remember that that was that was a good time but it was also like only one month or two months was it i think it was three it months. was extended to three yeah yep. and there was so much drama i know it was like worse than high school you know when you look at the movies like mean girls it was literally like that like I, I agree. We were the mean girls. No, we, we was mean girls uh, in the male version. I'm just saying that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys can agree on that. Yeah, I agree. Crazy things happen. And I think maybe we can talk about it in a different episode. Because <laughs> we have so much tea yeah. in terms of that. But um, yeah, those were definitely crazy times. And do you guys, th- do you guys think we bonded like, at the end a little bit? Because I was completely uh, like away from you guys. From like the first good, like the first month, because we had different schedules. You guys were together, right? Mm. Yeah, I think me and you got closer at the end. Yeah, I think we bonded more outside of work, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. Like we would make plans to go have dinner or something like that, go out um, after our shifts, which I don't think anyone else was really doing. And I think that helped us bond as friends. Yeah. For Do you guys sure. think a friendship was going to last after that? Do you have an expectation to make friends at all? No. Absolutely not. I, I was like, I don't care for these people. I don't even make same. friends at work now. Right? Like, same. I was just like, this is a three-month gig. I don't care. I'm just going to go in and out. That's why when I went to the orientation, I was like, I don't give a shit about anybody here. Like, I don't care. And no. then I met you guys. That's so crazy. It helped that everyone was around your age, except for, like, a few people that were much older than us. There was, like, about 30 people working, I would say, or, what, 20 yeah, I'd say about 20. So it was kind of like a mini little classroom. You had the opportunity to meet different types school. of people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was literally high school. It was funny. But like in like the adults version, which is even more toxic, I think. Right? I mean, we saw a lot of stuff. Didn't this guy get into a fight with a passenger? Literally. like Was it a fist fight? Michelle, you were there. No, it wasn't. It could have been. Honestly, he was ready to throw hands. He was a manager. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say that. A grown adult started to... What what happened? I don't even remember. Basically, um, so, I don't know. You have to sign a consent form to be part of the study. And I think they read it assuming that if they didn't... If it came back negative, they would be fine to go about their day. Mind you, this is the height of COVID and they're flying internationally. And when they were told like that, no, that's not what's going to happen, got very angry. And instead of uh, de-escalating the situation, um, this manager decided to, I don't know, prove that he was the bigger guy. Speaking of toxic, how do we define toxic friendships? Or how about we talk about our perspectives on toxic relationships or friendships first? Because I feel like the word toxic is thrown a lot and it can be defined in many different ways, depending on like the friendships that you experience. So what would you even, what would, okay, what would you even define like a healthy friendship in the first place? Like, what is it important to you? Like, what would you, what is, what makes you say, oh, 
I can definitely have a friendship with this person and we are going to be best friends. They give the same energy that I'm giving. Like, really? like it doesn't even have to be um, they m- see me all the time or something like that. But I know that like when I'm talking to them, they want to be talking to me. Yeah, I think that's that's that that lets me know that the friendship so it's like a two-way right yeah exactly yeah Yeah, i agree that's yeah 100 percent. yeah i agree with that it's like if they're annoyed when talking to you you'll obviously pick up on that and it's like what's the point of talking to you Mm -hmm. or if they don't even make an effort to see you or they're always canceling like okay can you just say no Mm -hmm. i don't understand the point of dragging it or if they they can't see me and they support me in in different ways i think that's really important because like I have a few friends who live quite a ways away from me and I can't see them as much as I'd like but every time they text me every time they call me I try to make an effort to be there to talk to them yeah you live you live like pretty far yeah you do I mean for like Toronto which is where we're located I guess we're dropping our address now (laughs) I just completely (laughs) revealed where we are but Also, so she does not live in Toronto. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> so she lives far away. So yeah, I she lives up yeah. north. <laughs> uh, I think I, this is kind of wild because I know you guys both do this, but I've no, I've met people like outside of you guys who I think respecting each other's boundaries is really important. You know, if I say I don't like doing this, I don't think you should push me to do something. And it's not about getting out of my comfort zone. It's like certain things just aren't like they're just not part of what i would like to do so please Mm -hmm. don't push my buttons and try to make me do something that i've already told you that i don't want to do or you can see like discomfort obvious discomfort yeah that's a good one i've never heard that before and i guess i never think of that but like respect your boundaries that's very important right yeah so like let's say like if you go to a party and some and somebody's like oh drink 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 and like would it but would it like reach a level when you're like you know what like stop it or you know it's you know what i mean we take it personally is that a turn off to you in terms of friendships or or is it more specific like other things not really that yeah it could definitely be that like for example if i said i'm not gonna drink tonight yeah. and you or like because i'm taking medication or like just because health wise i can't take it or just like i don't feel like doing it and i've told you like i literally can't drink tonight and you keep pushing me to do it I think that's a little bit disrespectful because yeah. I've already told you I can't drink. A hundred percent, I agree. Because I feel like I don't know about you guys, but I've experienced that. Because sometimes I take medication, and when I go out, like I guess people think that when you go out, you have to drink because that was expected when you go to a club or any other place. So they're like three. I'm like, I don't. First of all, I don't want to disclose that I'm taking medication. So that's one. I shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. And then two, if they're like, come on, it's just a drink. Don't be like such a party pooper you know i'm like okay well now i feel like i can die <laughs> if i drink when i'm medicated and now i feel like socially awkward and i feel awful so yeah i think that's that's important and i don't think many people respect that i don't see many people doing that and i don't know if they're doing it with bad intentions though i don't know what do you think well i think most people who like even if they're a toxic friend don't do it with bad intentions usually mm. it's i feel like it's more it comes out of either not caring enough or they're used to you letting them have so much leeway Mm. so they don't like it's like when you do all the dishes at home 
you're basically teaching everyone around you that you'll do the dishes so they won't yeah yeah but like i feel like it's also on the other person to be like a mature human and be like okay well if somebody's doing that for me then i have to compensate mm-hmm. right you can't just be like well whatever <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i won't do anything anymore yeah i agree i don't i think there are bad intentions actually sometimes yeah yeah i don't think it's just like it's oh. immaturity then yeah what it is like, I've never done that. Like, I don't think I've ever... Like, I don't want to say ever because, I don't know, maybe other friends have different perspectives of me, but I don't really go... Out, like, do you guys feel like I push you to do things? Absolutely not. No. You could be honest. Come on. I mean, no. we are doing this podcast. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> n- yeah, guys, there are, like, there are guns in their heads right now. Yeah, I've been peer pressured into yeah. doing this. <laughs> I've been bullied. But yeah, that's definitely a good one. How about you, Laura? I think you guys know this <laughs> without me saying it, but for me, loyalty is very important. And I do understand that loyalty means different things to different people. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay by my side, even if I'm doing bad things and it's bad for you. But I think I've been in situations in friendships where like, I'm a very literal person. So if you say something, if you say like, I don't know, like, I don't, I li- I don't like strawberries. I'm like, okay, she doesn't like strawberries. So I'm not going to feed you strawberries. But then if I see you eating strawberries with other people, I'm like, wait, what? I don't get it. You know what I mean? That's a very basic example. But let's say I've been in situations where um, like there's friends who, who um, I don't know, don't, doesn't like this friend. And then we kind of like talk shit about it. Oh, I don't know. Or we just talk about how much we dislike but then this person is still hanging out with that person. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm saying loyalty because that's very important for trusting for me. You know, if you don't mean what you say, I cannot trust you. Like, mm-hmm. so how can I be friends with you? Because for me, friendships are... Vul- I, I get vulnerable with with friendships, as you guys know. Like, it's, it's not difficult for me to get vulnerable, but it's hard for me to figure it out with whom I should get vulnerable with. So, and that, I think that's where loyalty and trusting plays a very important role. I don't know. And I think it's also like my upbringing. My parents have always been very, like, loyal, you know? I don't know if it's good. I think they always said they're stupid for that, for doing that. But I've always been very loyal to people. Like, they say something, they mean it, you know? So I think I was raised like that. I don't know if it's good, but... Do you think you could overlook other things if someone's really loyal? Like, if someone's really loyal to you, but say they're not great to other people... Could you overlook that? No, you're right. No, I couldn't overlook that because that's important to me. But but like, I mean, being loyal is once you actually get to know them, right? When you're attracted to a person, if you feel like they're mean and they don't have this like good vibe, obviously you're not going to be attracted to them. So once I get past all of that and I'm able to bond like in a more uh, like in a deep way, then I'll get to see whether you are this trusting person or not mm-hmm. does it make sense no i i, I guess you're coming from you'd yeah. already filter out people you think wouldn't be nice to get to know yeah like if i don't if you are if i know that you're just like a really bad person who's like bullying somebody i won't even get to the level to analyze how loyal you are <laughs> you know what I mean? like i don't care i'm not interested right no i i 100 agree i think loyalty also is for me very important because like if you're saying one thing i get whiplash that's what i get if you're saying one thing and then you're telling that same person that you like that you don't like them or yeah. that and then you've told me that you like sorry they they like them but you've told me that you don't like them yeah. it's honestly whiplash for me i'm like what it the is, heck yeah 
Like imagine in our situation when we were working at that place, right, with these people, where it was toxic. Imagine I was talking, we were talking about J- Mr. J, right, and like all the crap we talked because he deserved it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh guys, I'm actually gonna go with him and his friends. I'm gonna go to St. Louis and have some wings. Like, wouldn't you guys be like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with her? You know, and at first probably you would just brush it off like, okay, she's weird. But if we actually get close and I keep doing that, wouldn't you feel like, okay, what are you like? What are you having in common? Like, it's, don't you question yourself a little bit? Yeah, it makes you think. If this is how you're acting around those people, what do you do when I'm not there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that feeling. Yeah, that that's distrust. No, that's like how friendships crumple. Yeah, and like speaking of like toxicity now. um have you ever been in a situation i mean if you guys are comfortable talking about like a friendship that became toxic and you guys had to let go how like difficult was that for you if you guys were able to let go you know was it difficult for you was it not are you guys still like you know rocking the boat i don't know go first because her story is interesting she has more friends guys (laughs) she does (laughs) so she has more more tea she has like 30 friends right and counting and counting okay um how do i have any experience with toxic relationships yes um i had a friend who basically treated me as like an accessory um, Ooh, can you define that what does that mean to you like they only pulled me out or hit me up when they needed me when no one else was there you know mm. like the backup um you're not my backup Thank you. And uh, that that really hurt. And that really, it really colors your self-worth when someone you care about treats you like you're a second thought. Um, and I, I, was, I was content. I moved away and we stopped talking and I was content with that. It's probably the easiest way to end a friendship like that. Um, and so I guess that kind of colors my idea of friends toxic friendships not necessarily being malicious because a few years later the same friend um hits me up and of course i'm like a little skittish about talking to them don't really want to give them my time again but i see them make the constant and like consistent effort to be there and support me and make me feel like you know i'm cared about like i'm not a second thought and i think like that was a good experience for me because it really taught me that before you throw away a friendship you think is no good communicate what's wrong hmm. because you, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt i feel like if, if, if you at one point considered them friends you got to give them the benefit of the doubt and if they don't if they're not willing to meet you there then yeah for sure don't waste your time i have a question about that if, that, if that's okay mm-hmm. how okay so how many opportunities will you give this person like doesn't matter how wrong they've done you you think done to you you think they always have the right to communication no and it's kind of more like a on you type of thing which doesn't seem fair but if the moment you try to communicate and if they shut that down that is the chance The first chance is when they wrong you. The second chance is when you try to communicate. Okay. So you yeah. wouldn't say necessarily that the first time is when you... No. Okay. You wouldn't have to communicate if there was, there was... You wouldn't have to do that 
process if there wasn't issues mm-hmm. so yeah that's my little perspective me and this me and this friend are good friends we've recontextualized our relationship um it's now a very positive relationship so, so there is hope now? Hmm? so are you guys good yeah we're, we're pretty good now do you ever tell her how you felt like have you guys like mended the friendship also, it's different that's the thing i i haven't um i have told her like why we had that sort of fissure mm-hmm. i don't know if she sees that as mm. like an issue or more like a natural thing but i have told her that like yeah i i was very content not talking to you ever again she said that or you i said that, that. Oh, to her yes <gasps> how did she react um basically like uh, well i'm glad you decided to respond to me years later oh wow that's very mature of you i don't think i can have a relationship like that. <laughs> no honestly I, okay no i feel like i'm pretty straightforward i just feel like some people don't have the capacity to have a conversation because they get so defensive and i'm just like okay i'm trying to be the adult here mm-hmm. and the bigger person but i'm not going to take this you know if you're not able to get in the same place as i am fair but then would you still consider them a friend no exactly yeah i mean your story had a happy ending but you know how about you ifsia do you have a happy ending i do not uh, have a happy <laughs> ending shocking not, not all of us are nichelles <laughs> unfortunately she's definitely a saint i think Mine was with the childhood friends. We were friends since like grade seven or eight. So a very long time into my university years, my undergrad. That's what we say in Canada. Um, in case no one knows what that means. Um, and we we had a good friendship. And then I don't know if you guys ever had this issue, but the closer we became, the more dependent she was on me and the less importance she would give to my like perspectives or when I would talk about myself she'd be like I really want to hear about this you're kind of boring and I don't know it was like really hurtful but for me because we'd been friends for so long I was like well we can get past this like we've been friends for like 14 years like there's no way our friendship is gonna end we just need to talk about it but then she like got into drugs like really hard drugs wow okay this <laughs> is This turned dark. Can you please define really hard drugs? <laughs> well, please, we, we want the chemical compounds, please. Okay, <laughs> mind you, this might not be a hard drug for somebody, but I was in my first year of university. Look at Michelle right now. The chemist, by the way, she's a chemist, she's guys. She's a chemist. So she knows it all. It was Molly, and she was snorting it. Oh, you can snort Molly? I, I didn't even oh, know that. I thought yeah. you just drink it. Well, drink it, it is like a crystalline, so if you grind it enough, you can snort it. It was oh, that must be bad for your nostrils. Yeah, don't snort things. We do not condone snorting things on this podcast. Yeah, don't do that. We are psychotherapy endorsers, but not drugs, yeah. please. Yeah, no drugs. No hard drugs, do therapy. Yeah, do therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but, and then eventually she got into hard drugs and I visited her and she was just doing drugs the whole time. Like we wouldn't leave her apartment. She wasn't a good tourist, didn't show me around her city. And I was like in like isolation and i remember calling my parents crying be like i can't believe i made this trip it was such a waste of my money she's like not listening to me she just wants to go clubbing and i didn't come here to do that and i realized like she doesn't care about me anymore like she really doesn't care about me i'm just like i think we reached that point where she knew that i would never leave her Mm. 
it just became like that but I sent her a text and I was like we're no longer friends goodbye was that difficult for you to do it was it was like really hard because she was such a permanent fixture in my life Mm -hmm. like my family and her family were quite close we would always go over to each other's houses oh so you were like at this point family friends too yeah so it was really hard to say goodbye to her but I think it was necessary for me to grow as well as for her was this trip in Canada yeah it was in Canada oh wow I think I heard this story before I think you told I, me that I yeah. think I probably told you guys because I was like ugh wait but so is she addicted I don't know I don't keep track with her you didn't know anything about her anymore no so you nothing. guys didn't have a conversation at all how, how did that text go I think I wrote something along the lines of like obviously you know I came to visit you and just seeing your actions towards me were like a, I don't know if I was like like shocking basically like I can't believe you did xyz while I was there like I said over and over again if we could leave the apartment and do something like more fun and you weren't up to that and it seemed like I'm no longer a relevant part of your life I remember her being like well i'm so sorry and we can talk about this over thanksgiving and she never followed up and i was like well i'm not gonna follow up this is all on you and so that was the end of our friendship so you guys never really talked about it then no we didn't i never got closure which yeah. sucks it yeah. must be so hard i don't know ending up like a 14 year long friendship that's wow that's mm-hmm. a lot if she like today out of the blue apologized would that change anything no, I don't think it would. Oh, so no point of uh, reconciliation. It's been so long. No, that's fair. I'm just wondering. Um, yeah, definitely we could reconcile, but not in the sense like we can never become. I don't. I don't think we'd ever be friends again. We'd just be more acquaintances. I feel like for that you have to actually open up and go out with her and like be vulnerable again and see if it works. It's like a whole process, right? Yeah, it's a lot of opening yourself up to a person who's already hurt you or in the past. I think that's the hardest one, right? Yeah, I don't think I could do it, Michelle. It's okay. She's not here, folks. <laughs> she's not She's not hiding behind. Here. Sorry, guys. If she's here, I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> so you have never heard anything from her anymore? No, I haven't. I rem- We had a mutual friend. I just remember her telling me that she wanted to meet up with me and I was like, yeah, well, if she wants to do that, well, she can reach out to me. I'm not going to reach out to her. Do you know what she's doing? Nothing at all? I don't know what she's doing. I have no idea. Wow. I'm a little cutthroat, though. Once you're out of my life, a I little? have no interest knowing what you're up to. Um, but how about you, Laura? Um, in terms of toxic friendships, uh well, I I feel like I like I said, like I came from Peru when I was 16, so I do have a lot of toxic friendships back home that I can maybe talk about. Um oh, let me just try to think of one. So there was this girl um that I never Okay, so it's a little complicated. It's actually kind of mean girls kind of situation. Here our producer Luciana is laughing because she went to the same high school as I did, so she knows exactly who I'm talking about. So there's this girl, right? Let's just name her N. She's a typical, well, I don't know if that's typical. <laughs> I hope it's not. But she's this girl who was uh, raised with money and um, was never really taught boundaries and respect. So she thought she could just treat anyone however she wanted and belittle anyone however she wanted. We went to a private Catholic school. So there was a lot of leeway, I'm going to say. There wasn't like any punishments or anything like that. So 
um, the bullying was pretty pretty strong there in Peru. Um, like I didn't even know what bullying was until I came here in high school, and I was like, oh, I've been bullied my whole fucking life, you know? Yeah, seriously, that's that's how it is. Like you just, nicknames in Peru are a thing. Like you, they have a nickname for you, and you're stuck with that nickname for 20 years because the way school works there is like you go into elementary school, which is like grade what one. Yeah, one until grade 12 in the same school with the same people with the same grade so there is this big social pressure of getting along with everyone and if you don't get along with them you just kind of have to you know just know, make suck it, it up suck it up and yeah. then there, so as you can imagine there's a lot of social pressure so when you start going out with people and you start drinking if you don't like drink or are cool or have beers or even if you don't play soccer they just call you gay you know, oh. yeah, it, it's very, it's very harsh. It's not easy to be Latin American. I'm kidding, but like, it's hard. It's not, it's not easy, right? So I was, I was talking about this girl. I never got along with this girl. I just felt like she was very rude, um, very impolite. But and everybody around us knew that. They knew how annoying and how honestly she was like bad. I don't know, how to, I don't know how to describe her. She wasn't just a typical um, self-centered person. She was actually had really bad intentions. She was like mean, you know. And everybody hated her too, but she had money, so she threw parties. So who else, who do you think went to her parties? Everybody, so it was a very fake, hypocrite world. And um, there was a situation where in high school, we kind of got mixed up and I ended up in her, in her classroom with her friends and her friends bonded with me. So we became friends and she kind of, well, they kind of pushed her away. But not because of me. I never said anything. They just pushed her away because she's going to be annoying. But anyways, so I just felt like there was this friend that was very, very close to me. Um, I mean, like you, childhood friends, we would do everything. We would sleep over. It's like our parents knew each other. Every every time we would go to a party, it was like, if she went, then it's okay for me to go. Mm-hmm. Like we were like that kind of close, right? And um, she was a good person to me. But the, the toxic thing about this friend is that she would always change her personality with people around her and this girl like i told you would always take the worst out of her she was very gossipy and she would like literally tell every like you could literally be as vulnerable as you can and then just to get along with people she would tell that secret just to get along with them and i felt like betrayed and maybe that's where like the whole loyalty comes in because of my experiences i feel like i cannot trust people you know and we were friends for such a long time when i came to canada i was very sad um probably this is a story of not many people but when i came to canada i was crying in the airplane i was crying where like some people are like excited to leave their freaking country you know i was living a good life i was not suffering we weren't having any money problems i had all of my friends my life was perfect i could do anything i wanted i could travel my life was perfect in my eyes because i was living in a bubble Right. But then Peru, it's such a dangerous and very difficult country to leave. So I'm thankful that I'm here. So like I said, like I was so attached to them that I literally had to like rip apart to realize that it was a toxic friendship with all of these people. Right. Mm. And then um, when I was leaving, these friends came to the airport. Guys, they made us. okay. so she was a singer. Right. And then she actually studied music. Guys, she made a song for me in a CD with everybody. Everybody came. Stop laughing, you. <laughs> she came with a guitar. 
to the, to the freaking <laughs> you can laugh you get into guitar w- to the airport and we sat on the floor and they started singing the song for me it was like <laughs> literally <laughs> wow none of my it, good friends would do that for it me. was like intense and i still have the song okay and it was called by i don't know i don't know but it was and it was in english so let me tell you <laughs> so i was crying my ass off when i came here so then we kind of like still talked when i came here i was talking to them every single day so in my mind it was like, okay this is such a good friendship it's gonna last forever right and i went back to peru um i went to see them and this is the thing i went super excited to tell my friends my four friends who were very close and that I was going to Peru, I bought a lot of like little souvenirs and things. I was so excited to see them. And it's been only like six months to a year. So it's not that long. I go in and they are late. And I'm like, okay, wow, well, okay, it's rude, but whatever. Like I haven't seen them in a year. They come in with this girl that I hated and she hated me into the dinner with <gasps> all of us, right? And here I was with like little four little souvenir bags and not an extra one. Because I didn't know she was coming. It was like so awkward and so awful. And I felt so betrayed because they weren't even talking to me. It's like they were forced to go in. I'm like, why? Like, what? Like, I don't understand like what's happening. Like, in my mind, like, I get it. I left and you had to make friends. I get that. I get that's fine. But like, communication is key, right? So It really is. So I felt betrayed. And I feel like there's no trust again and no like loyalty, right? And I get it. Like if I leave a country, I'm not expecting them to be sending me letters. Like I get that. But like you still communicate your feelings in terms of friendship, right? So I feel like that's that was hard for me. Like like you, Eve CI was like a long, long like term relationship since we were like very young and we experienced a lot of things together. So Yeah, those yeah. are always the hardest relationships to yeah, let go. Yeah, it's hard to let go, I think. It really is. Do you, is it hard for you for you guys to let go? Yeah, friendships, I think, don't get enough weight. But they are relationships between people based on nothing but I just want to be in your life. Yeah, that's so true. Like, we, we're not bringing oh anything gosh. to the table. That Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know what i mean was, we should we should have an intellectual section on a podcast where just michelle just you know just gives us all her wisdom yes because she always she's like comes a philosophist that she definitely is reading too many instagram memes <laughs> i read that so before <laughs> right <laughs> she's a she's a philosophist here but speaking of long-term distance i think in terms of if we were to twist it to positive relationships we made it work i moved to vancouver so true mm-hmm. and you moved like a year into our friendship so we weren't that close then. we weren't no we weren't Not right yeah i think before we get into that though we should talk about because we all became friends during covid mm-hmm. how was navigating friendships during covid like with other people for you oh. guys That's a really good one. If so, do you want to start? Okay. Um, I had an okay time navigating friendships in COVID. I think some of the friends that I have in my adult life, we don't really check up on each other every day. It's more like three-month intervals or six-month intervals, which is fine. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I was a little bit butthurt because I was like, We're in a pandemic, guys. Why aren't you talking to me more? But it is. I could be dead. I could be dead. (laughs) I could have COVID. (laughs) But it is what it is. You know, I think as you get older, you realize that people have lives outside of you and you shouldn't hold 
such big expectations for them um it was okay uh you know i got through it friendships honestly stayed the same i didn't lose any friendships and i wouldn't say that they got stronger either they stayed the same for me how about you guys would you like to give your two cents laura sure okay um i would say that um sorry your three cents my bad good one um if see i feel like i agree with you like that was the same experience i had it's not like my friendships became worse um but i did but it did become stronger like your friendship my friendship with you guys was just like you know it was super strong at the end of the like, pandemic and well i mean kind of still in the pandemic kind of but um it, it was it was definitely strong and i have other friendships that actually became stronger too during the pandemic but and i think what was important for me is that i did realize who were my real friends and who were not i realized who are my party friends and who are the friends who actually care how i'm doing you know and i think that was a big eye-opener that's so yeah. true yeah and I not to say that those party friends are not good people all i'm saying is that our friendship is more surface level mm. you know that's what i thought um and you know during the pandemic it was hard to because you not only at home and isolated but it, it was kind of hard for me to talk about my feelings i agree yeah and, and for me that's not difficult like you guys know me i think it's easy for me to like be a little bit vulnerable but during that time i don't know i think i was feeling overwhelmed i was feeling stressed i was feeling anxious and i didn't know how to express it so i don't know if it was because i wasn't i wasn't talking to people i wasn't seeing people face to face or i don't know what it was i don't know but that's how i felt about friendships during covid what do you think michelle uh personally covid was a huge strain on my friendships i think Mm. or it felt like that to me because i was the kind of person that would go every weekend to go hang out with people and that's kind of like how i would keep my connection with people and not being able to do that uh was very difficult especially in the beginning because i'm not a good texter i'll be the first to admit i'm not a good texter that's i so i should have <laughs> that is so true sometimes i don't know if you're mad at me because I and sometimes I see you are actually making an effort. When I see a smiley face, it's like the most basic smiley face you could ever find, right? Is yeah, <laughs> she started using periods recently. And I'm like, are you angry at us? But I'm like, whatever. It's just Michelle. This she is probably discovered periods. An influence of her partner or something. Technology has only been a hindrance in my life. Um, yeah, so it was a it was difficult, but it was also a very important adjustment period. I think. And I think, like Laura, my relationships with a lot of people did get stronger because I had to like recontextualize how we communicated. Mm-hmm. And the people who were willing to help me through that awkward phase of like, hey, let's, instead of hanging out in person because we can't, let's play Settlers of Catan online <laughs> and talk about nothing because nothing's going on in any of our lives. <laughs> we're not allowed to go out. Um, yeah, so it was a real it was a real big test on friendships, and I'm happy that I didn't lose any, and I'm even more happy that I have stronger ones. Wow, two stronger ones in particular, who are right here. Yeah, yeah, that's Just us. Saying. Yes, that's who I'm referencing for sure. <laughs> I hope that's not sarcasm. Me, no, never. <laughs> 
Um, okay, moving on. Our relationship got stronger during COVID. I was talking about not friends that are you guys. Yeah. But our friendship got really strong during yeah. COVID, which I was shocked by. Me too. I think it's a consequence of meeting during COVID. Maybe. Because we literally bonded over COVID, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I didn't think about that. But like, we had to, like, uh, from the get-go, we had to have our relationship, like, purely through text and calls and video yeah. calls and stuff. So, like, you leaving was just almost just an extension of that because like yeah. i couldn't go over to your house anyway right like we never really go to each other's houses when we mm. started right i was gonna say dating <laughs> when we started dating <laughs> when, we started, <laughs> when we started like becoming friends yeah sister wives <laughs> our relationship was mostly on zoom calls and whatsapp calls and just remember we used to do mukbangs <laughs> Oh my yes. god! I loved that. We were like, okay, everybody order their food through Uber Eats right now, <laughs> and then we'll go together. What are you eating? And we were so yeah. <laughs> and I think. Do you like it? Or you hated it? I. Oh, you were just. I cannot like ever finish a whole meal in one sitting. Oh, so I'm like yeah. five bites. I'm like, oh, I'm done, guys. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Get, look, look, we got her plate right now. She just had like five bites, five bites literally, yeah. and then she just left it there. I'm so happy. This is not a visual podcast soon to come okay there's a debate there but we'll make it happen don't worry guys yeah. I- i'm known for being stubborn <laughs> but yeah definitely i feel like zoom calls was helping so when you left it was just like okay well doesn't matter where you are i know i'm gonna see your face on my phone yeah that's true but on the flip side we did lose a core <laughs> <laughs> component of our friendship let's maybe not say, core okay let's just say we were used to be a square and now we're a triangle <laughs> yeah we used Does to be that a square make sense? um yeah they they left us yeah do you want to talk about it michelle or not so much i have to talk about it you want to because you are the one who was closest to this person i think I th- am I am I wrong? I don't know. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, I think you were the closest to her. But she was I will preface this as she was she, we all, we all got along with her. She was nice, she was sweet. A very particular person, but again, we all have particular personalities. Yeah. But I think we did get along with her. Yeah, and we thought it was going to be for the long haul. Maybe. I she- thought so after our first gathering together. First and last. First and last. <laughs> Is there any, like, now that we can look back, you know, hindsight 2020, um, based on the sort of traits you gave for toxic friendships, do you think she displayed any? Sorry, can you repeat that? Like, you know, hindsight is 2020. Yeah. Now that we can look back on the relationship yeah. we had with her, do you think she displayed any of those toxic traits that we've discussed? I wouldn't say she's toxic for sure. She's not a toxic person. I think she's just a bad friend. Like she was never vulnerable with us. She never really talked to us about too many things. Honestly, my friendship with her was quite superficial. I didn't know too much about her. Um Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. I don't think there was anything ab- about our relationship with her that was quote unquote toxic, which I think makes it even harder when it ended. So it's like nobody was at fault. It was just different personalities, I guess. Yeah. And we didn't click. If I were to chalk it up to anything, I would say it's a lack of communication. I was going to say that. 
communication could have fixed things but i don't know if she's a person who will be willing to have a conversation absolutely not i'm not even close to her and i know that yeah yeah i don't think so what do you think what do you think nichelle because you had definitely you went out with her and everything yeah i think especially near the end there um because this was like a a two-tier breakup in which she (laughs) broke up with you guys and then broke up with me um Sorry, I was going to say, like, how did she break up with us? I do not have, I do not remember. In her head, she definitely had. Uh, oh, her, oh, I didn't know that. She yes. broke up with us? She just, like, dis- MIA'd, and we were like, geez, okay. I just found out about this a year later. Thanks for letting us know in our first ever podcast episode of this podcast. Oh, my God, I had no idea either. Did she hate us? No. Why did she break up with us then? I, she felt left out. By only me and Avesia? Yes. And not you? <laughs> okay. No, I I mean, I, I, I don't have a good explanation okay, for it. Okay, but again, I wish you would have expressed that. Yeah, exactly, right? And I would have clarified, absolutely not. But she's um, one of those people that doesn't exactly give a second chance. Do you guys think friendships can become tricky when it's with more people? You know, like a one-to-one friendship versus like a friendship that starts in a group? And you feel like you have to compete and make sure that you guys are bonding with everybody in the same level. I mean, I don't. You probably don't feel that way with us, but do you feel like that could be an issue? Because I, I think I've experienced that in Peru a lot. Because there's a lot of groups, and then you feel like you need to keep up. If that makes sense. I've never felt like had to compete but i've definitely had issues where my personality clashed with someone else in the group Mm. and it was hard for them to get past it and for me to also get past it because on one hand i'm like why do i have to compromise my whole personality for this one person and for her it's like why can't you change for me and i'm like i don't know you that well girlfriend we're not besties did that affect the energy of the group though like how do you like like, does it get you know what I mean? Like, does it, it affect the group? Because I feel like people have take sides. You know, sometimes it is what it is. So, it hundred percent did. It did. And me being stubborn as fuck was like, I'm not at fault. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know if that's being stubborn, but yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not a narcissist. Um, I honestly would blame myself a lot. I'd be like, Why am I like this? You know, like why can't I? appeal like you know it's innate in your nature to want everyone to like you just as humans and when someone doesn't like you it really really hurts Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand i would think like well if i'm willing to change why can't she change as well because it's not just on me to change our whole relationship and why also won't you take the time to meet me outside of our group dynamic like why would you only see me in this group where only you only see like certain parts of my personality right because we're you're not I'm not one on one you don't see like like the whole three dimension me I don't know it was it was definitely a unique situation and a unique event that I've never had experienced ever in my life but I don't know I feel like I'm stronger now how about you Laura mm, I guess what I'm the, the only thing I'm thinking now that is like closer to like right now would be our situation with this this other friend um do you cuz you know what cuz when things would happen I feel like you and I, if at least, we would definitely make comments on the side. And like, not to say that we were talking shit about her because we, we were not talking shit. No, no we, we weren't talking shit. We were just like making comments, you know, like, oh, well, I don't know. What do you think? And stuff like that. So like that dynamic, maybe it happens 
with you and the other person about us i don't know i'm just i'm just curious but like i never really affected us to the point where i'm like oh i hate this person and why is nichelle talking to this person no it never became toxic but you know how those little like dynamics happen so i'm just wondering if you guys feel like that that happened to us a little bit no i don't think so no i feel like there wasn't enough of us to have enough of us yeah (laughs) can you have a group for like eight best friends I don't no, know. I could. I don't think I can handle that. I feel like in a group of eight, there's always going to be people that you know better than others, mm-hmm. and that's where that really manifests mm-hmm. itself. I see. Because you can only get so close to so many people at the same time, and even you know, like it not to be, it's not some sort of like two faced thing. But you'll act different around different people. You relate to different people differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. For sure. And then in a group dynamic, someone might be like, "Well, you know, when we're hanging out, you're not like that. But when you're with everyone, you're like this." Um, I think with just the four of us, we were all pretty genuinely who we are. We were. Yeah. yeah, I think it's also because again we met during COVID. Like our minds weren't. We were like in that mindset of like, oh, what the fuck? I just want to leave. You know, I just want to survive. Yeah. So we probably were like super genuine about who we are because mm. we didn't care. We didn't even know what's happening in the world, right? Whereas if we met like let's say in university, oof, I don't know about that probably we wouldn't be friends think you, about it you don't think we would be friends in no, university i don't think so i think so Why how not? i don't i personally would not approach this other person oh yeah i wouldn't approach her either i would be scared <laughs> would what? Be scared. yeah i would be scared okay not scared but i just she was as you said she was socially scared, awkward yeah. so i would have had been like nah there's more people i can hang out with and i feel like with you and Michelle, i don't know if we will become friends because i feel like we were put in a situation where like you had to talk to me and not to say that you don't like me but mm-hmm. i think i just talk and talk and talk and we reached the point when you started answering my questions so i was like okay we're friends <laughs> you know what i mean that's how that's, okay. that's how i felt at the beginning so I felt like if we were to be in school together, we're in a place where I can leave, yes. you know, whenever I wanted with other people, mm-hmm. I don't know if we would have bonded. Fair enough. Yeah. I think if there were people who were more readily to talk to you, it would have been easier, right? Like Probably, what? yeah. Yeah. And That's... with you, if yeah, like we just talk so much, I think it would be, I don't know. I don't know. I think with you, maybe we, I mean, we clash. Let's be we, honest. Do clash. we do clash. A lot. Yeah. Not a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Okay, my bad. Not a lot, <laughs> but we clash. Because according to Nichelle, we are... What did she say? Different sides of the same coin. Ooh, interesting. Mm. <laughs> what does that mean? That you guys are very similar, but in opposite ways, if that makes sense. I just wanted to talk about... Maybe like we can talk about this, but I think an issue that probably got in the way of us all being like besties with that fourth person is that adult friendships are generally harder to maintain beyond her like weird quirks i think it's just harder because you she would never be available when we'd all want to meet up she was the always the one who was canceling last minute with us so i think i think taking that into consideration but how do have you guys managed with your adult friendships um hmm. I think as making new friends post university very difficult. Incredibly difficult. Your pool of people shrinks like immensely. You don't you meet people what at work? At the gym maybe? 
Mm. Um, a sport maybe if you do that. So it's really hard to make new friends. But I feel like they're more satisfying when you can make adult friendships. Because you choose them. You choose them, yeah. And it's not like not that university friendships aren't like chosen or high school friendships aren't chosen. You're not friends with every single person you were in your class with. Um, but it is a thing of like where I have to make the constant and consistent effort to link up with you and check in on you because I know we both have busy schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think when you get to that age as an adult, you're a bit more secure in yourself mm-hmm. and you don't require the same overhead maintenance that like a high school friendship or a university friendship does. I agree. Agree. I feel like I like adult friendships better, to be honest, because I feel like I chose them. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like I I'm, I found myself, so I know who I am now, so I can offer the other person the real me. <laughs> Whereas when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, I'm just going with the flow, <laughs> you know. So I don't know mm-hmm. if this friendship will last forever, but um, I do agree that it's harder because now we like we work, we're adults, we have to pay bills, you know, yeah. unfortunately. And we have lives and we have issues and we have, you know, problems in general, like financial, medical, whatever. So it's hard to like juggle all of that and start going out. But like, again, it's so satisfying when you are able to make it and go out with those people and catch up with them and you're generally interested in what's happening to them and they're interested in you. I think that's that's very satisfying as opposed to when you're 15. What I think, what are the things that you're talking about? Oh my God. I, have I no bought idea. Taylor Swift's like last album. Wow. <laughs> stupid stuff, right? I think this is an anti Swifty podcast. Yeah. I yeah. I cannot Swift. stand Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, I want to highlight some of the negatives because you guys made it really positive. But I've noticed that sometimes with adult friendships is that even if you have common interests, it's kind of like a meet and greet sometimes. Well, Let's say, like, I put a lot of effort into meeting you, and the next day this person has ghosted me. You know, I never see them again. They're MIA. As much as you reach out to them, they don't reply back, but you still follow them on fucking Instagram. I don't know how that works. True. Yeah. I definitely, the rewarding bit is not instant. It's not even close. There's so much more stuff. You have to get to the point where you're friends. Because dime a dozen i've fallen i have so many people on my instagram who i know i'll never talk to again 100 percent. or i've met them like twice and i'm like yeah, yeah. Sure. we went out once and i'm like wow we're gonna be friends and i could not tell you their birthday i cannot tell you where they've been the last five years yeah yeah neither neither can i it's like you just kind of like you're gonna have to do a lot of work when you try to make adult friendships they're not as easy as i'd say with your childhood or your teen years you have to and yeah like you know it's a lot of ghosting so be be resilient you've been ghosted a lot i think yeah like yeah. twice it, it, we're just speaking from trauma right now i know <laughs> ghosted twice and now i'm like never gonna make adult friendships yeah the, the plus of high school and university friendships is that there's always kind of built-in conversation and you know where that person will be the next day yeah, they're accountable. You can keep them accountable. Also yeah. adults, yeah. right? The, the, the downside is teenagers don't like being accountable to anything. That's fair, yeah. Um, okay, should we move on to our segment? Ooh, yes. Section of unsolicited advice. We'd find, you know, like questions online, like ask Cora, and just give our little three cents on them. Um, so this one... I'm going to read out the whole question. No, no, no. Just a little. No, you can just say, like, 
just a summary. Did you even read it? Okay. Um, like at growing friends, like. Yeah, basically, it's the question is kind of like when you're interacting with your more um, unhealthy, toxic friendships. Does that affect your mood, your overall well-being, your outlook on life? Um, and did it improve your life to cut those friendships out? Mm-hmm. I, I would say absolutely yes. You know, yeah, absolutely yes. Um, it's hard. I feel like doing it is super hard because ending any type of relationship is heartbreaking and it's just uncomfortable. Like you don't want to be dealing with that, you know. And you don't know. You cannot. You can only control your thoughts and your words you don't know what the person is going to say and sometimes that leaves you in a space with trauma (laughs) and like a lot of anxiety for me specifically because i have anxiety so it's hard for me to think clear when my emotions are all like trembling Mm. um so but i do think that letting go of what's toxic for you is the best thing you can do so if my advice i don't know if you have my advice but (laughs) my advice would be to be true to yourself trust your gut and follow what's best for you if that means letting go of amazing friendships you ever had but they have a very toxic trait that is hurting you at this moment let go let go because at the end of the day you only live once as stupid and cliche as that sounds you only live once you only have this life and you need we at least for me i'm not kind to myself and i think we all should do that you know we should be kind to ourselves and put our mental health and stability first because only if we are healthy we can be good friends to others so i would 100 percent agree with letting go of toxic friendships um i'm gonna keep it short and sweet i'm gonna say that you know everyone carries baggage in this world and are you willing to put up with this baggage does it add does it make does it add to your stress or does it or is it just negligent i think you need to think about that and you know if that baggage is worth keeping then keep that friend if it's not get rid of that friend yeah i think you guys summed it up pretty well um that you know it's stress like on a basic genetic or medical level removing stressors from your life will improve your health your well-being and um you know what I like to think about is what Nina Simone once said. When love is no longer being served at the table, you have to get up. Intellectual section again. Um, you, I think as episodes go by, you actually get to know our personalities and a little like funny things that we do. And um, I think it's clear that Michelle is the only one who reads books here. Um, I read Vogue cosmopolitan i don't know if that counts but anyways thank you so much for joining us today in the next episode we'll be discussing social media insecurities how we feel about it um what we think how it's affecting you know the young generation our generation maybe females and males and overall all of that is there anything else you guys want to say before we end this episode bye goodbye Thank you, everyone, and see you on the next episode of Three Cents on Everything podcast.